Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bare Necessities podcast. Uh, after a short little brief amount of uh, technical difficulties, which included both Reese and I believing that I couldn't hear him because his mic was messed up, and then me finally realizing it was because I had the volume down on my computer, we're back. Yeah. Off to a shaky start. Yeah. Rocking a little bit of a headache. Got the, uh, <laughs> the technical issues. And then, uh, yeah, Austin telling me he can't hear me and me trying to manage to look everything <laughs> up to see what could possibly be going wrong on my end, making sure the audio input was okay. And, yep, well, you know what? We're here, though. <laughs> and now we're finally recording, so things are going well. Interesting how none of those results popped up with tell the other person to turn up their volume. That seems like that that should maybe be the first thing people attempt. And maybe we would have solved this earlier if it wasn't for, you know, Yahoo Answers or, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who knows? I, I know for my job, sometimes on my meetings, I have to use on Zoom quite frequently. You know, you hop in the meeting, and you're like, oh, I, I can't hear you, you can't do it. And then you realize that your laptop's on mute and you're like, oh, well, I'm an idiot. <laughs> so yeah, right. it happens. Right? Here's the good, the good the good thing with Zoom, though, as I'm sure a lot of our listeners can relate, because uh, I feel like using Zoom is now something everyone knows how to do pretty much, or at least some sort of uh, video conferencing software. Yeah. At least when you start talking, it'll give you the notification saying that you're muted. They'll pop up on the screen uh, instead of, you know, you just going on thinking you're talking and then, you know, yeah, feeling like an idiot. No, it's true. It saves you at times. It's a smart, smart program. <laughs> Oh God, that exploded everywhere. I just tried to open a beer into the shirt SM7B and then it just exploded everywhere all over me. That's, that's, the, that's the theme for tonight. <laughs> T- tonight is a, di- this is a disaster. We need to turn this off <laughs> and sleep on it. Jesus. I, I think that if I, I have to if say, if we just get rolling, I think that's going to be the best thing for us. <laughs> Yeah, I I agree with that as well. Really quickly, I want to give a shout out to Modern Times Brewery. Uh, They're based out of San Diego. I'll assume that one of you guys listened to the podcast. I'm sure you don't, but but for this sake, hey, if you ever want to work out a deal, um, I don't know exactly the laws behind alcohol sponsorships, but uh, definitely would be interested with partnering with you. Definitely would be interested. That was not an endorsement, but just a a positive review of the product. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, man, yeah, I got, I'm popping open their uh, Mystic Worlds. I don't know anybody else here who's into IPAs if you've tried them, but they're, you know, pretty damn good. But yeah, let's go ahead. Let's, uh, but before we move into the Bears topics, we have a, a little message that our friends over here at Manscaped want us to re- relay to you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that message is that with the first pick in the 2021 men's grooming draft, and then you get the doo 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 in the background, the <laughs> Ball Saxonville Saguars select Manscaped, the leaders. We don't put that type of effort to actually edit that into the podcast. Yeah. So uh, you'll just have to go with the doo 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 doo. The leaders. Deal with it. And below the waist grooming. Looks like Mel Kuyper gave this an A-plus grade because this pick is a major upgrade for that Bush defense. For all my NFL draft fans, we have an exclusive 20% off promo code, Bear Necessities at Manscaped.com. You can get that code in the description. Austin, how how's these Manscaped products? How have they been improving your confidence? 
You know, they, they're, they're life changers, man. I mean, they, they show up at your door and they change your entire life. Yeah. Uh, no, but <laughs> it, it, in all, honestly, man, they, they're good products. They, I mean, they just sent me over. I know you, you're waiting in the mail Pending. for your cologne and yeah, your cologne. And uh, they sent over their uh, nose hair trimmer to me. Um, really quick shipping, by the way. I appreciated that. Uh, man, they, they, they are, you know, that, that nose hair trimmer, man, I'm not going to lie. I, I was not doing the best. I was not doing the best with the <laughs> nose hair and that, oh, man. That, that, that is, that is a lifesaver. I'm a very hairy man. Video as you camera, can see. Man, they're just poking out, but not <laughs> anymore. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, the reason why Manscaped is the guaranteed number one pick is because of the performance package. This package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Inside the performance package, you'll find products and liquid formulations that have been developed to turn your bathroom into a salon for your balls. This package also includes the Weed Whacker trademark nose and ear hair trimmer. Oh, you can even use it for your air here. I, don't, I mean, I personally don't have that issue. I, I, I've been upfront and honest saying the nose hair, a little bit of an issue. Uh, ear, ear hair, I, I didn't know that was a big thing, but if that's your thing, man, this, I guess it works for both. I can confidently say that this is the best tool on the market for nose and ear hair. I Honestly, I, I 110% believe it. It's actually really like high quality. I know you haven't gotten yours yet, but like, it, it, it does the job. And I was afraid, like personally, I've tried ones in the past. I was afraid it was going to hurt. It didn't hurt. Yeah. Imagine showing up to your post-quarantine date with some nose pubes popping out. Not the best look, fellas. No. The performance package comes with the performance boxer briefs and a travel bag for you to use when you are done quarantining and some other liquid formulations like the crop preserver. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code bare necessities, no space at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using code bare necessities. necessities. <laughs> it's time to upgrade that defense with Manscaped. Yeah, man, that, that, that nose hair trimmer, game changer. Like, like, like honestly. I can't wait, man. It's, I'm, it's, it's I'm not going to have any nose hairs left once I get that thing. I'm you know, just going to yeah, take them all I, off. <laughs> Yeah, okay. And my one, my one, you know, voice of caution is be careful. And this is just an all nose hair trimmer thing. Be careful with it around your beard because I, I clipped my beard on accident when I was trying to get up there. And, uh, you know, it, it, it looks fine, but just be careful. Okay. Be, you know, don't be like me. Who's just like trying to jam those up, to, you know, well, be, be careful. As far as facial hair goes though, we're like, we're like the yin and the yang, you know, you have like kind of the full face beard <laughs> and here I am, you know, the clean shaven type. So, you know, we're kind of like, we complement each other. See, right? There you go. And, and the, fu the funny thing is, is that, you know, I, I would say that when I don't have a beard, I typically look like someone who would not be able to grow a beard because I, I, I do have a little bit of a baby face. I would say people are often pretty surprised, or at least when I started growing the beard that it would come in this full. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, man. I mean, I, you know, I guess I've just been talking to you so long with this beard that, uh, I just recognize you with it. Can't even picture how you look before it, but yeah, I'm sure that, yeah, see? you know, <laughs> You were a really baby-faced assassin back then, but I, never, I don't know. I never really took yeah. you as that, but eh, whatever. Yeah, see? I mean, I, I guess 
At least, at least that's what my my girlfriend said. She said you did not look like someone who would be able to grow a beard. I was like, thanks. I don't know if that's a compliment or, <laughs> or or not. But all right, let's go ahead and move on to the NFL topics for our Bears fans here. Uh, you know, our our truest fans, our podcast listeners. Absolutely. By the way, you guys have been killing it with the downloads lately on the podcast. We have been exploding on there. Uh, if if everyone here that listens to this podcast would just go in the description really quick, leave a quick little typed rating and a little five-star review that would catapult us all the way up the rankings in, you know, the, the bears podcast rankings. That's how, how we rank. It's not like YouTube where it's the description. It's more about our ratings and reviews. We'd really appreciate it if you would all just just do that for us. You know, I will expect us to ha- go from you know the tw- like twenty reviews we have now to two hundred and twenty uh, within this week. So so don't 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 fall short on that. Actually, by tomorrow, <laughs> we're gonna get everyone yeah, to listen. By tomorrow, tomorrow they're gonna hear your call to action and they're gonna stick to it. <laughs> Funny thing is, this isn't even getting uploaded till Saturday. So, there you go. <laughs> really pushing it high. You have to predict it. Um, but okay, so very first topic, non-Bears topic. Sam Darnold was traded to the Carolina Panthers uh, from the New York Jets, all but assuring that the Jets go and draft a quarterback with the, their first pick in the NFL draft. Uh, well, they're the second overall pick, uh, but their first round pick, yep. I guess. I mean, it was to be expected. I, I think that there was maybe a little bit of hesitance from, you know, myself. Uh, I think maybe it, maybe it's a little bit of hope uh, because we don't want any of those quarterbacks to be gone. Uh, but, man, they're going Zach Wilson. I mean, the, in my eyes, the top three picks in the draft are already set in stone. Like, even though I disagree with who I think the 49ers are going to draft, I, I think it's set in stone. I think they're going Mac Jones, too. Yeah, that that would really be interesting and kind of surprising to me. But I wouldn't be surprised if they go Zach Wilson with that second pick. Um, yeah, it's kind of had implications all over because, of course, we talked about Sam Darnold as being a possible option for the Bears. And, you know, I didn't mind mm-hmm. that option. I think that personally I'd take that over what we currently have now. Um, with that being said, you know, Higher I think that the Jets got, you know, fair compensation for Darnold. And, you know, I think that the Carolina Panthers kind of had to make a move like that. I mean, kind of where they were at, I think Teddy Bridgewater wasn't going to quite push them over the line. So they have to take a shot. If Sam Darnold can bring a level of play that's going to help elevate that team, it's definitely going to be a winning trade for them. Uh, of course, it has potential bus potential as well. So you got to mm-hmm. kind of appreciate the Panthers for going out there taking a bit of a risk. And, uh, you know, the Jets going to, I think, wisely take a quarterback with that second overall pick and getting some extra extra value of what they have on the roster. It, it's going to be weird seeing Darnold in a, in a Panthers jersey. I just feel like certain players just, like, don't necessarily, like, fit like in that jersey, you know, that, Sam Darnold with the strawberry blonde hair, and, and you know, and then he's got that that teal blue on him. I don't, I don't know if that fits, man. That that blue color really, it, you know, it doesn't look great on some people. It's uh, I don't know. It do, it, it doesn't it's look tough. great on anybody. It's a tough color, in my opinion. It's so a tough color. It, it is a tough color. I mean, they need to they need to come out. And the thing is, is like the silver, the silver too. It's a little too metallic. You know, they gotta they gotta clean that up. I I, I think what they should go with is, is they should they should bring out like a little off white. They put off white, maybe like you know, even keep the blue. But you know, come on, this is the NFL. This isn't the CFL. You know, get get that metallic out of your jersey. That's one of the better logos in the league, though. To be fair. Oh so yeah, I think that yeah, they have look- a lot of potential to work with, and I think that. 
you know, hopefully Sam Donald can bring them to a place where they are relevant. I think it's kind of fun to have the Panthers be good in the NFC South, especially when they're doing well mm. with with Cam Newton. So it'll be interesting, at least for them, to see how Sam Donald plays out. And, you know, I think I wouldn't have been upset if the Bears kind of made an equal trade to this. I think that some people probably would have been upset with maybe the amount that the Bears gave up, especially just kind of with a second. Um, but I do think mm. that, you know, he is a former first round draft pick. And while he has shown some signs of struggling, you have to look at, you know, what it took to get people like Carson Wentz and also, you know, Matthew Stafford, mm-hmm. who aren't exactly equals. And, you know, Stafford's probably higher up on that list than you currently put Darnold as far as where they are on the quarterback ladder. But, you know, it's kind of a similar situation where they just want to see their potential realized more in a different location. So I, I view this move as far as the Bears lines as like a net positive because I was a little bit afraid that the Panthers were going to go and take a quarterback. But now since they have Bridgewater and Darnold, it seems very unlikely that they're going to go that route. Um, and they also picked up Sam Darnold's fifth year option immediately. So it, it's one of those things where it's like it's unlikely now, which is good for us. I know that you initially were you felt like it was a little bit of a missed opportunity by the Bears. I could see that as well. You know, I, I think Sam Darnold can be good. Uh, I, I was a huge Sam Darnold fan. Don't when back he was it up out. now, man. Don't back it up. You I, were I, you were I'm not I'm not you were saying that you wouldn't mind him here, man. I, I can up. just see you Shut pulling up. back we're, a little bit. This is getting cut out. This is getting How? cut out of the podcast. <laughs> uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm kidding. Uh no, I agree. I think he would have been if you're asking me would I be more excited with Sam Darnold next year or Andy Dalton? I would much rather have Sam Donald to be fully transparent because at least I would have the hope that he could be a franchise quarterback with Andy Dalton. We know what we're getting, you know, he's not going to be that franchise quarterback and he might not even be good enough to get us fit at 500. And, but the thing is like, would I rather have Sam Donald or someone like a Trey Lance? I would take Trey Lance over Sam Darnold. Well, I think I think this provides two two things. It provides a segue into one of our next topics, which is if the Bears should trade up for that Falcons pick. Because if we're going to talk about Trey Lance, we might as well talk about that Falcons pick. Mm-hmm. But also, too, the, just to play devil's advocate, the one thing that you have to weigh in is that they would have to give up trade compensation to get Darnold. And for Dalton, <sighs> at least the only thing is that he's just under contract. So there was no... Uh, even ch- even with the compensation, even with the compensation, though, like I would rather have. Yeah. Donald. Oh, yeah. personally, I agree. I agree. Personally. I'm just saying for someone that maybe is going to say, hey, you know, the chances of Darnold panning mm-hmm. out maybe aren't that great. And with Dalton, we know we're probably not going to get that great. But at least we didn't trade away anything to get him. So I, I think that here's what I have to say, yeah. though. I, I do have to say that I believe Andy Dalton has a higher floor than Darnold. And I think that's pretty clear. Like, I think yeah. Andy Dalton is a starting level quarterback in this league. Not a very good one, you know, below like what we have with Jay Cutler. But like he is, I mean, he's been starting in this league for what, like eight, nine years. This Last year was his first backup role and he kind of got thrust into the starting role. I think that he is a, a low grade starter. But again, that's not going to do anything for us. We've, ha- I think, I think given the right circumstances, Mitch can be a good low grade starter too. You know, but the thing with Darnold is like I'm excited for him to uh, team up with Joe Brady down there with the Panther- Panthers. Jesus, <laughs> with the Panthers, I think that could be you know a good thing. But yeah, we should we should definitely move on to that. 
uh, Falcons pick. Yeah, I, I think that the Falcons pick presents an interesting opportunity. I feel like there's probably actually going to be a decent amount of competition. Um, I believe it would be a total moving up, what, 15 spots? Correct? Yes. Yeah. yeah, so it would be because – wait, no, no, they're four. We're 20, okay, so it would be 16 spots. Yes, so 16 spots. And I think, like you said, one, two, three are pretty sealed in order. At least I can feel pretty confident that one, two, three are at least going to be quarterbacks. Um, so it seems mm-hmm. like that leftover person would be Trey Lance. And it, I don't know if at this rate with how kind of hot or fields. the quarterback market has gotten, it seems like – you know, it's probably going to go one, two, three, four. Or at least he's going to go in the top five. Mm-hmm. Um, really no way in my mind that, you know, four quarterbacks don't get taken in the top ten at, at bare minimum. Um, so it does present an awesome opportunity. I am pro Trey Lance. I, I, like, I like his game. I like what he brings. I think that, you know, the Bears do have a potential to trade down like he kind of brought up last week and maybe go for someone like Mond. Which I think you either do this mm. or you do that, right? I, I almost feel to this yeah. point I would really like them you have to, to do grab one a tackle of them. in the first round, but I really wouldn't be disappointed too if they collect some more picks because it just kind of seems like they do need to just they need to hit on a lot of good players in this draft, you know, you know, mm-hmm. at, at the very least they need to hit on a lot of players. And when you do weigh it, I know we joked about it last week, but pace. Pace's track record in the first round isn't great. So I'm not fully, mm. I don't fully trust him to, you know, make the proper pick at 20. So I figure you might as well give him where he ends up hitting a lot of these picks. And if we end up with, you know, multiple seconds and a couple thirds and possibly, you know, anything else down the line there, I'd take that as a benefit. Or I think that you make this move, you go up, get Trey Lance, and you be bold and mm. aggressive with it. I think that. You're either taking a quarterback this year and trading up, or you're punting it down the road one more year mm-hmm. and trading down this year. You and here, here's the thing: if we don't trade up, um, you know, if we don't trade up, in my opinion, I don't like picking at twenty. I think that mid, like mid low first round area, is like one of the worst values in the draft. I would rather the Bears trade down to like end of the first round or like even with like the Jaguars they have like uh, second round pick uh, number one and then they have in the second round pick number 12 getting both of those picks in exchange for our first round pick that would be a much better value to me because when when I mean it obviously is going to depend on how the board kind of plays out as the night goes on as to what players are going to be available at that pick but based on what a lot of people are like showing the players that are available at pick 20 aren't really that big of a difference than those second round picks so to me it's like why not you know trade down maybe get like a stellar offensive lineman so like a really good offensive lineman even get a great center or something like another you know centerpiece for this offense or hey even I mean why not even pick up someone like Travis Etienne like a a really really good running back that is going to have a really long future in this league that you can pair with David Montgomery. I know we got Damian Williams, but you know, someone who's a little bit younger, more explosive, um, you know, kind of take, kind of take that multiple player approach or even pick up a tackle and wide receiver. I mean, that just, it, it seems better to me to trade down or trade up. Yeah. I mean, I think ultimately, you know, that's how I'm trying to stay positive on the subject is, or the subject of the draft really is just knowing that the Bears do have options mm-hmm. as far as trading up and trading down. 
that 20 pick isn't bad, but I think that just this draft kind of weeds out in a way where I lose confidence in the ability for them to really maximize the potential of that pick. But maybe that's just too much of fear, and I should believe in Ryan Pace. But I think, you know, there's a decent amount of Bears fans would probably share that sentiment of not quite trusting him, at least from what I see in our comments and on social media. All yeah. But, 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 you know, I, I think that's at least what keeps me inspired for this draft. I remember earlier this week, I sent you this next gen, uh, or I don't, I don't know if it was a next gen stats NFL or whatever it was, but it was rookie snaps above average and that on the on the y scale of the graph and then it was draft picks on the x scale of the drafts and the bears had some of the lowest amount of picks which also included first round picks but also had the highest uh efficiency as far as our drafted players essentially so I understand the Ryan Pace concerns, and I think his first-round draft sentiment is a lot worse than his you know, later-round picks, and I think that's pretty evident. I have to hope that it seems like he learns. He learned from all of his past mistakes when it came to Kevin White, Trubisky, Leonard Floyd, who now he's doing kind of – he earned himself a second contract with the Rams, so we don't really even know if, that, if he was like – doing that poorly but um if that's really a bus pick anymore i mean it's a bus because he didn't work out with the bears but i don't know if that's really a bus pick um but at, you know at the end of the day i think that the best way for ryan pays to address that the way that he knows how to draft isn't to just let a player come to him he likes to move around in the draft to find guys that he truly likes and I think that's exactly, you know, what he needs to do here. I know sometimes it doesn't work out with guys like jo- Joel Iebuniwe or Iggy, who got benched by Monte Teo pretty much at the end of the season. Um, you know, guys like that, they they don't always work out for him. But the, the fact of the matter is he hits on them way more often than not. And because of that, I think that, you know, uh, you, I, I think that I do trust Ryan Pace when it comes to drafting, especially defensive players. Yeah, and ultimately, like, do you think with that 20, 20th pick, do you think it's more likely that they actually stay there? No. And who would you think that they would end up picking if they did? I don't. I know. I know you just said. Yeah, I don't think that they. I don't think that they will stay there, personally. Yeah. And that's not even like that hot of a take for any team because teams just move around. I, I don't think I think that the Bears will either trade up or move back. And, and I, that's why I believe truthfully in my heart. I think that if they do want to trade up, you might as well go for gold and move up for the Falcons pick. You know, unless you I was going to ask, like, do you think that's some more than the most likely pick? I don't think it's I mean, most before, likely before the Carolina trade. I was thinking that that's where they might try to swoop in. I don't know if that it's that kind of shook everything. Yeah. Up. The hard thing is that you look at the Lions at seven they might draft a quarterback. It's like, if you're going to draft a quarterback, you might as well go for it. I think that it will probably, I don't think that it's going to take them as much as it took San Francisco to get to three personally. And even though it's like a less amount of picks jumping, it's the fact that San Francisco gets the third quarterback pick and then Chicago would get the fourth quarterback pick. You kind of get the leftovers. So you know, here's the thing is that at the end of the day, you know, at that fourth pick that Justin Fields or Trey Lance is going to be there. And if you like one of those two guys, 
then you might as well go for it. You know, you you might as well. It's not going to really bother you if you have to trade another first round pick and a second round pick if that guy is like a guy that Nagy thinks is like really good quarter. I believe in Nagy's quarterback evaluation skills, personally. I, I personally believe in Nagy's evaluation skills. I don't believe that he has had a fair shot at getting one of his guys. He always has to go the route of, oh, let's find another, you know, retool, you know, another repurposed quarterback. That's what he's had to do. And yeah, I mean, if you look at the Nick Foles pick and or the signing him in context, it's not really that bad of a signing because like none of these guys worked out besides Tom Brady. So it's like, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, that's a good point as far as Nagy. Hasn't really even had his choice of quarterback the whole time he's been here. I mean, you think about his options. He was basically forced to work with Trubisky when he originally came in, and then Nick Foles was his other option. I mean, that's not exactly two amazing Mm -hmm. people to be working with. So I I would tend to agree with you there. And and honestly, when it comes down to Trey Lance or Justin Fields, I'd be happy with either. I think that I might be a little bit happy. If you had both of them. I'd pick Trey. I would probably pick Trey Lance. That, see, that'd be a tough call. It's tough, though. That's a tough call. It's tough. It's, it's so tough, though, because it's hard not to fall in love with Fields' deep ball. I mean, he he can put – you said it last week. Like, he can put it anywhere when it comes to being down on the field. It's just from mm-hmm. what I've watched, like, I don't know. There's just certain points in his game that are a little more discouraging. And maybe that's where Trey Lance's lack of tape is yeah. kind of seems like maybe there could be something there that's not. Yeah. There. So it's, a little, it's almost a little bit of a trap. You know, I, it's yeah. Trey Lance seems like the one where you want to be like, hey, this man's got unbelievable potential. But then you have Justin Fields here and then we knock him because he has so much tape because he played so mm-hmm. much in college. But I think that when you kind of said a little bit of like, not that he is the next Deshaun Watson or something, but that he has some of the similar characteristics as Deshaun Watson. I can see it a lot more in his game. It's like, so, I feel like Trey Lance could be like, an absolute flop but potentially like i love him i love his traits i think he has like a ton of great qualities but because of the lack of film because of you know some some certain aspects of his game they didn't utilize him as well as like as they probably should have in the passing game it's like it's one of those things where it's like what we were talking about last year when it comes to like justin herbert is like can he do it and the scheme just doesn't ask him to do it or can he not do it? And that's the reason why the scheme doesn't ask him to do it. You know, it's it's that whole argument because, I mean, for you guys who are newer NFL watchers or whatever, Reese and I, when we were talking about the quarterbacks last year, we were like, hey, you look at Justin Herbert, almost every single one of his throws are into the first read. And that was like, yep. it, it was all over his film. It was almost every single thing. And that was the same reason why Marcus Mariota was terrible in the NFL or has been pretty terrible since. But then he gets to the Chargers, and it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> he looks like he's he's Tom Brady going through his reads. And you're like, what? Like, where the hell did this come from? He, he couldn't have learned this in yeah. one season, you know? So it's like, that's the trick. It's almost like for me, if I was Ryan Pace and I had that option, I would probably go Fields. And the reason why is because I, like, I just feel like Fields, the one thing that really, like, how should I say this? Mitchell Trubisky has a lot of like, he had potential. He didn't really like, 
play at the major level had lack of film. And because of that, like, I feel like Fields is almost the opposite of that where Fields has a lot of film played at the highest level, you know, played in the national championship, didn't win it, but still, you know, his, the, the thing that I love with Fields is this deep accuracy. I mean, that's just something you cannot coach to players. It's such a hard trait to have. And I know that if he can hit one of those ball, like if he can hit that, like throw like a couple times a game, that is a game breaking throw. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that turns the game on its side. Honestly, and I think that, you know, Pace has already made the speculative pick. Um, so I think maybe his tendencies, maybe he goes a little bit safer of an option. So maybe Fields is the more realistic option and, you know, Lance is a little more enticing because you feel like the ceiling could be possibly through the roof. But like you said, that floor is also, I, we have a lot better idea of what Justin Fields' floor is. Is there any chance that either of those two guys make it out of the top ten? Because if so, I would almost be willing to like sit and just whoever slips, just go grab them and like not even because it would it would not eliminate the possibility of getting a first round quarterback next year if something went wrong. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that, you know, if they do fall, if one of them does fall, it presents an amazing opportunity which I think they could possibly be banking on. I wouldn't be 100% certain that they end up trading up all the way up to where the Falcons are at. And, you know, with that in mind, you know, they could possibly just, you know, trade it down. But I think that if they do stick with that 20th pick, I think you look towards offensive line. I think wide receiver is a bit enticing just because of it's a decent wide receiver draft once again. I feel like we've had a couple good ones back-to-back here. And... But the offensive tackle is such a glaring need, and I know that it seems a little desperate to go ahead and make that pick, but it's definitely a possibility. But I, I, I'm in unison with you, and that I think that they either trade up or trade down, um, which maybe more likely is that they just trade down. I can definitely see that. What would you do? Would you – like if, if you got told that it's going to take you, you know, the 20th pick, next year's first-round pick, and then a second-round pick – would you trade up to four? I think what I would do personally is maybe play it a little bit more conservative. I think if someone falls to seven, eight, mm-hmm. then you can really take try to take that leap up and, and feel a little bit more confident in what you would have to to give up. If if someone has the slightest little bit of, of dropping, then I think you take that opportunity and I think that if that's not available, then you kick it down mm-hmm. and you trade back. That's what I would say. Yeah. So I think four might be just a little bit of a reach for him. I, I don't think realistically that – I know they were willing to dig up a lot for Wilson. I'm not sure if they have quite the same long leash on them to go out and get him in the draft. They may. I mean, they're playing it aggressive this offseason. Um, but it's just really hard to tell. So I just want to think conservative and think that they'll just maybe kick the can down the road a little bit. What it, what would you do, truthfully, if the Bears like traded? Let's say they trade down to like, you know, the thirtieth pick, but then take Kellen Mond. I would be okay with that. I would. I I know it would be very unpopular because he doesn't have a first round grade on him. But from what I see from a lot of people I trust, outside of my own evaluation, guys like Chris Sims who are saying that he's like the third or fourth best quarterback in the draft, like, and I just have continued to kind of watch his film and, 
you know, I think a lot of people write him off because he de- definitely holds the ball way too high when he plays. Like he holds it like at his like jugular, you know, like he, he, hold, yeah. I don't know what it's so awkward, but it works for him. He has like such a quick release. He's got all like everything intangibly that you could possibly want. He has good football IQ. He does kind of seem like this little overlooked guy in the draft. Would you be that upset if the Bears like took him like at the very late part of the first round? I honestly wouldn't. I, I think that that'd be probably kind of it'd be early well played because because they it would be early and, and you're right people would be upset with you know the fact that they took him maybe a little over you know took him you know a little bit ahead of where they needed to. But I think if they do feel that strong conviction on him, if they have a good sense of how he's going to be, then I don't have a problem with them getting gaining just a little bit mm-hmm. more draft capital from trading back because they're still going to get good, decent compensation for moving. Might up get a second. I mean, still, Might get another second. Still the first round. Yeah. So you get a little extra capital, which is a you know seconds a good pick, and then you get your your guy that you're eyeing out as quarterback. I personally would not mind that. I think that. A lot of people would, like you're saying. I think that it's an easily picked on, and, and the analysts wouldn't really like it either. Yeah. They'd give it a bad grade. But at the end of the day, who cares if the analyst thinks it ends up working out for you? The, se- the second round Mon pick might be like one of the best values in the draft. So I'd be okay with if they just like, I mean, in my eyes, the best case scenario is that they're able to like, let's say Penny Sewell falls like a little bit in the draft and they trade up and grab him and then circle around back in the second round and snag Callum on. I mean, that would be, that'd be an A plus draft for this bears team, but uh, you know, we'll see if that happens. Um, let's go ahead and move on a uh, little, little segment. I want to add in real quick. Do you miss Jordan Howard? Because for some reason I've been seeing bears <laughs> fans on Twitter and like Instagram, like putting out like little tribute posts to Jordan Howard. I'm like, bro, when are bears fans like, like when are bears fans going to get over this? I mean, he was good for like two to three years back in like 20, like 2017 was like his last good year. Glory days. Yeah. I mean, we've always been, we've been criticized as Jordan Howard haters, but like, (laughs) I mean, his stats these past couple years have proved us right. Yeah, no, I'm not too upset. I think that I, I like the the feedback that I hear that, you know, Nagy ruined him. And maybe to some extent that's somewhat true, but you also just have to look at the direction the league is moving. As much as I like, you know, powerful running backs like, you know, Jordan Howard and, you know, a, a list of, of other guys, I think that, you know, if you want to be a power back, you have to be someone like Derrick Henry these days, who's just mm-hmm. an overall animal who mm-hmm. can also still run away from defenders. It was just Jordan Howard's biggest thing was that it's tough for him to break off a 20 plus yard run because he can hardly outrun all those people. And the, 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 the hard thing with Howard too, is he just had like no speed to the edge of the line. Like he would be, he would be able to hit the hole like vertically very well. But the second he was asked to like bounce out and go around the line, like, you know, take it off to the right, you know, it, it just was non-existent. Like it, it just was not there. I I'm telling you right now, you put me on that field and I outrun Jordan Howard all the way to the side of the offensive line. You know, like, like that's where we're at, you know? Uh, but I mean, I, I, I of course wish Jordan Howard. Well, it's just my short answer. Do I miss Jordan Howard? 
Not at all. <laughs> not, not at all. <laughs> yeah, frankly. I mean, the league's moved past him. You know, yeah. as much as I like guys like LeGarrette Blunt too, I mean, it's just someone that's just a little bit of like the past. Like, he, it's tough to be a running back like that anymore. Certainly. All right, so let's go ahead and move on. Anthony Miller is supposedly going to get traded. And we've known this for a little bit right now. You know, there's been speculation. Uh, apparently, there's multiple suitors. The Bears have been taking calls for him. Uh, so, so the big things I want to kind of go over in this segment is, A, what is his value? And I guess we'll start there. What What is his value? Because he had a very... Here's the thing with Miller. He has a ton of potential. You know, like even after last year, I can confidently say that if he goes out with a new team and consistently finds himself to be an upper, you know, 800 yard season receiver, I could easily see that. Like that, that is not off the table in my eyes. Yeah. I, I I'm inclined to agree with you. I mean, I'm someone that I, I had lofty expectations of him going into this last season. And it's because I see the talent that he has. Obviously I think that he's someone that just gets lost in the game. I mean, mm-hmm. so many times, have you just go weeks without even thinking about Anthony Miller because he just doesn't show up. Mm -hmm. And I think for, you know, a couple of seasons, that was partly just Trubisky not being able to find him. But then, you know, this past season was all like in his head. It was his mental game and, you know, a few, few pretty crucial drops, you know, here and there, which, you know, he needs to definitely tighten up. He's kind of had that issue a little bit, but he always seemed to be there in some crucial moments earlier in the season and really faded out. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I was looking like he was going to start to put together a pretty good season. I'd say up until like week five or six, and then everything kind of just started to fall apart and the season could not have ended worse for him. And just kind of him going on a bad disciplinary note. I think that left a really sour taste with a lot of the upper management as well. Week one, he was playing amazing. I mean, he was so important in that Detroit comeback game. I mean, he, I think the hard thing with Miller is that he, from what I hear from uh, all of our, you know, Bears detectives on Twitter, uh, apparently, again, I have no, this could just be a bunch of random people just making stuff up. But he also, I did hear about this with him when he was kind of coming out of the draft. He doesn't really study the playbook. He, he's not a guy that's, you know, he he doesn't like that stuff. So he's constantly running the wrong routes or kind of, you know, doing his own thing, which is something that Antonio Brown made a lot of money doing. You know, he did that really well up in Pittsburgh. It was the same thing with him is that he just kind of did whatever he wanted to. Um, but when you have a bad quarterback, <laughs> you know, that this type of stuff doesn't really work out well. Um and especially in the type of offense the Bears run, it's it's very scripted. Um, so you so you do need a receiver who's able to you know not who's able to execute plays as they're intended to do. And the way that you know with the West, I mean specifically Nagy scheme, the way that routes are ran are very intentional. You know, it's this this wide receiver is intended to get the middle linebacker out of this gap to open it up for the outside receiver to you know it's very intentional. So clearly an issue i think they were hoping they could coach that out of him but they couldn't it was very much why alan robinson is was always trubisky's favorite target Mm -hmm. because he was always where he was supposed to be i mean definitely one of the bigger upsides of alan robinson is his route running ability Mm -hmm. and you know at least he was able to be there somewhat consistently and yeah it's definitely a bigger knock on anthony miller and it's not that the talent isn't there i think that he's shown plenty of upside it's the consistency and and 
you know, I guess kind of an effort thing and not wanting to put in the mental minutes for the game. I mean, it's so much a, a mental game. And when you're working with Nagy, I mean, I think we can all all have a fair share of criticisms for Nagy and some of the decisions he's made offensively. But when you're going to work within that scheme, you have to play by those rules that are going to help it be the best. And, you know, kind of strain too far from that mm-hmm. is going to put him, put him in the situation where he is now. I think he was also upset by Darno Mooney's emergence. You know, I think he did not handle that well because Mooney quickly became the wide receiver two and he quickly became the wide receiver three. And I think that bothered him a little yeah. bit. Uh, but again, where's his value at? I mean, he has multiple suitors. Would it surprise? I, I think realistically, I think we get like a fifth for him. But would it surprise you if we got a fourth? No, I think a fourth would be somewhat reasonable just due to to what he's shown. Um. Maybe even like a fifth and a sixth. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could see that. Maybe maybe that's even more likely than a fourth would be a fifth and a sixth or a fifth and a seventh, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could see the Bears definitely settling for just a fifth. But I think the fact that there's multiple suitors gives me confidence that maybe they could at least get a fifth and you know a, a lower pick, and uh, or at least a fourth. I, I think that they can get. A, somewhat decent haul and the fact that they didn't trade him so far it, it makes me believe that it's not like a dire situation like it's probably something that like if they can trade him they will but if they can't it's not a huge deal um so yeah i mean i think miller's time i think you know a change of scenery is what he needs and what the bears need as well clearly things didn't work out um it's hard to call it even a bust of a pick by Ryan Pace, even though it didn't turn out the way we expected it to. It's like his first year was so promising. And even like the second year he was doing pretty good. It's just one of those things where it's like, it's a bad situation. And it's just there. It's not a, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with the player. I think there's something wrong with the fit. So I I wish him well. I think he'd be, I think, He'd be fun in like Tampa Bay. Yeah, take over that Antonio I mean, Brown. That would, if working with yeah, kind of running, you know, working that, you know, kind of same role and working with Tom Brady. I mean, I think that kind of talent with you know, if Tom Brady was able to set him straight a little bit, mm-hmm. I mean, then then the opportunities are honestly endless. <laughs> yeah, no, I I agree. I think that he needs to go. He needs to go to a place that's okay with, uh, like he he needs to go to a place that's okay with his, just his downfalls. Yeah. Ultimately. So, I mean, we'll just, we'll, we'll move on there. It's going to be sad to see Miller go because I mean, we even made a podcast we made a podcast. I mean, this, this might go down in infamy and it should that he could potentially take over that wide receiver one position. We, we, we definitely made that podcast last year. Uh, and we mentioned it a couple times that like, hey, this guy is talented, you know, he and I, I you know, I think in the moment we were we, we weren't wrong for speculating on that. But in hindsight, you know, it's it's not the best. Take. I think how I even said he could have like an Odell Beckham trajectory. I think yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I gave him a lot of gas as far as what I think his potential is. And I don't think that's lost, but very much, you know. You can't downplay kind of the whole effort issue. And, you know, that's probably why the change of scenery is the best. And if the Bears have the opportunity to move him, like you said, I mean, he'll be he'll be gone and it'll suck to see him succeed with another team. But, I think he will. You know, Truthfully, th- I think that he will. Yeah. 
I think so too. It's just that's kind of the way it goes. Sometimes things just don't fit right. Yeah. And you know, this is, you know, this is the only podcast here where we own up to our bad takes. You know, we built this podcast on authenticity, so damn, we are going to be authentic. Damn right. Damn right. So yeah, once uh all of our terrible takes on, you know, I mean, hey, we we you know, well, we also own up to our bad takes. We definitely gloat on our good takes as well. <laughs> we, we've definitely talked about, you know, calling for the cow, like the cow fuller potentially getting cut situation. You know, we we definitely gloat on that. You know, we we did. You know, again, I'll bring it up. I know a lot of people have been, you know, a lot of people have been asking me. They're saying, "Hey, Austin, weren't you the guy that said that?" Uh, Miami is going to trade their third overall pick. And, you know, I always respond with, yes, I was that guy. And thank you for asking. <laughs> so, yeah, I can't wait until we get the the video cameras to record <laughs> us uh, because of the, the hand motions that were yeah, going on. Yeah. <laughs> talking and talking that out. But, yeah, no, I mean, we, we deliver a lot of different takes here. And we've definitely been wrong. We've definitely been right. And honestly, if we were right all the time, doing this podcast would suck yeah that would we just suck. do a lot of speculating and that's honestly all we do and if we were 100 percent good at speculating it, it would just be terrible a little bit of variety yeah is, is nice. and, and here's the thing too is thank god that we disagree on things because like god if if anything kills good podcasting it's just when it's just you know a complete circle jerk where they just all agree with each other and like oh yeah that's a good point it's like uh it, you know, it so, I know sometimes. Sometimes, here. sometimes I make Some bad days, takes. Sometimes you make bad takes. It happens. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, probably me more so than you. Sometimes I agree. But, you know, I, I just <laughs> I, I, I talk talk what comes to my mind is what I say, and sometimes it's I have some very interesting takes. But hey, that's the way it goes. <laughs> that is the way it goes, and you know, I I'm definitely. Uh, subject to becoming a little bit too much of a bears fan i'm sure our fans realize that and sometimes that can cloud my judgment um let me tell you about that sometimes yeah Yeah, right i gotta ground you sometimes (laughs) you're like you're thinking like oh man this could really get us there like austin austin Austin." (laughs) yeah i i after i learned my lessons after convincing myself into somewhat liking nick Foles, so i think i should i should be (laughs) good for this season but let's go ahead and you know we're gonna wrap up the show with our final topic what are the current expectations for the chicago bears in 2021 um, you know, we do have a draft ahead of us, so we, we need to kind of incorporate that into it. What? Yeah. 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 We, thankfully we actually have a f- almost full slate of draft picks here. Um, so we do need to incorporate that into the mix, uh, that, that kind of speculative aspect of it. But where, where do you, th- where do you think that this Bears team is going to ultimately end up next year? Because, Hey, I, for, first off, I think it's easy to say that we're going to be a bad team and not go 500. But at the same time, we went 500 with Nick Foles and Mitchell Trubisky. And we went 500 the year before that, even like as well. Going like it's almost like if we do draft a quarterback, is like it wouldn't surprise me if we go 500 again because just because we've done it with such terrible quarterback play already is is Andy Dalton yeah. going to be any worse like all that much worse than Nick Foles and Mitchell Trubisky that we're going to go four and 12 even though 
God, it's like four and thirteen this year. That's going to be weird to get used to uh, the new seventeen game schedule. You can't even can't even technically go five hundred then. Yeah, yeah you. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> there's there's our there's our uh, pride as Bears fans. We can't go five hundred again. Thankfully, <laughs> <laughs> we're not going five hundred this year, boys. <laughs> I, I'm, I hope we all oh, can man. embrace in that a little bit that we are done with this five hundred seasons. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I was going to say, if there's anyone that screams 500 quarterback to me, it's Andy Dalton right. at this point in his career. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, come on. If there's not going to be a guy that's going to bring you just right up to that ledge but not going to push you over it, it's got to be him. Yeah. Right? I mean, I mean, yeah. this man's at least going to – he's going to get us at least a few wins. Not, not – I'm not saying because of his amazing play, but he's going to just – He's going to give you enough average play, which I thought this about Nick Foles, too. I really thought Nick Foles was just going to be perfectly average enough for the Bears. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah, the offensive line sucked, which didn't cater to his play, which, of course, the Bears still need to shore up that offensive line. Otherwise, Andy Dalton's going to struggle mightily. But, you know, barring some improvements on offense to complement Andy Dalton, you figure he's at least going to be able to score points sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, Sometimes, yeah, at least. I mean, and he but, had a couple um, of good games last year too. I mean, I watched. A couple. It, it, it's weird because I feel like the Dallas Cowboys are always force-fed to all of us other NFL fans. They're just like, look at them, watch. I'll them. say this. Let me cut you off. Doesn't every everyone kind of has a couple of good games? True. <laughs> Nick right? Foles beat like, Tom even Brady. Ryan Fitzpatrick. You're like, hey, like, you know that man? Like over his career. He's had a couple good games. I have to be honest. I feel like I would have been happier with Ryan Fitzpatrick than Andy Dalton. Oh, me too. Me too. Because he brings that like but, that the beard power, you know, like like he he's kind of a legend in the NFL. Like Nick Foles is a little bit of a legend, but he just because you know it's kind of he's kind of a weird story. But like Ryan Fitzpatrick, he comes with a persona with him. He went. He was pretty much the starting quarterback of that Miami Dolphins team the entire year. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. And, I mean, he's been making this tour in, in South Florida now after coming over from Tampa Bay. I mean, yeah, he's a traveling man, dude. He is. And I think... And, and not not for any... It's because he's, he's still a viable quarterback in this league. I mean, you can't really have a better backup on your roster than him, I don't think. It wouldn't surprise me if Andy Dalton goes out next year and puts out like a... 25 and 10 season you know like 25 touchdowns 10 interceptions like it's like good but you're still like yeah he's not going to be like the long-term future and the bears ultimately end up like god i have to think i have to think in my head like now what what these like it used to flow the 16 game season used to flow out so easily with the win loss so like maybe like nine and eight we go or something like that i I could see him going like 24 to 25 for like 12 to 15 and i think for like 3700 yards 20 tw- that's what 24 touchdowns 25 interceptions no no i said like fit to 12 to 15 i think it's gonna throw a few more picks oh than i see what you're saying around the same yeah. like touchdown mark a few more interceptions and i think 3,800, 3,700, somewhere in that realm. He's not going to be the first Bears quarterback to throw for 4,000. I mean, that, that's that's pretty on par with what he was doing in Cincy, you know? That's pretty on par yeah. with, like, and then, like, finishing up, like, at around 500. I mean, that's – and these teams are better than Cincy's teams uh, of recent – when he was doing those on. it. 
it would not shock me if he becomes like it's like, you know, Mitchell Trubisky is technically like the quarterback to break the, you know, Pro Bowl. Mitchell Trubisky broke the Pro Bowl curse of the Pro Bowl quarterback for his pro. It wouldn't surprise me if Andy Dalton does fall into like a 4,000 yard season if he starts the entire year. But like, it's still being like, all right, yeah, but he's like. He's got one more game to do it. <laughs> he's got one more game. He, he does, honestly. He's got 17 to work with. You know? Honestly, man. Here's the real question Does he start the entire year i don't know that's a good one it depends if they draft a quarterback entirely entirely. yeah i mean i think they will draft a quarterback so like under the premise they do draft a quarterback do you still think he starts the entire year i could see him starting like the first like eight games like more than half the season and then like it kind of being a switch over type of situation i'd say i'd say if they're if the bears are like so we're heading into week 15 in the NFL season, and they're 7-7. Seven and seven. No, they'd still be going for it. If they're 5-9 and nine, heading into that you know week 15 game, then I think that you could see if Kellen Mond, if like let's say hypothetically Kellen Mond is on this team, mm-hmm. start him for the last two to three weeks. I, I think that, yeah. that would be entirely possible. I think they'd probably go for it with Dalton for as long as they felt like they actually had a chance, and then as soon as that runs dry, then they flip the See, switch. See, I, I almost I would feel like they would only stick with Dalton if they don't feel like the quarterback is ready to take over yet. Like, I think even if Dalton's doing okay, similar to what was happening in Miami, even though Fitzpatrick was actually, I mean, a lot of Miami fans are not going to like this, but he was he was playing better than Tua at certain points of the season. Um, you know, especially God, what was that one game? Was it against the Raiders that he had that like insane throw where he got hit in the face and then threw it? Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. Like like he they brought they took Tua out to put him back in at the end of the game. A that would be a huge concern, and I would rather not have my quarterback play the entire season than have him put in and then taken out when the when stuff actually mat- mattered, but. I feel like if you draft a quarterback, you feel like he's ready. Even if your quarterback is doing good, you at least need to kind of like get him a little bit of in-game experience before the season he actually takes over. But I don't know. But again, so win-loss, win-loss, what are you thinking, Reese? Uh, Eight and nine. Eight and nine? So, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I'm, I'm. My prediction right now is probably about the same. If we end up trading up for a quarterback, my prediction will probably go up slightly because I will at least eh, uh, actually. I mean, I I was flirting with a nine and eight in my head. I was flirting with it for a fleeting second. I I felt the the urge for me to want to say it. Yeah, and I kind of like crawled back into the hole of it, and I went with the the nice eight and nine, which was pretty simple. I think it's a. It's a pretty easy one to say. It's not a hot take at all no. to say this team is going to be 8-9. and nine. I'll just Here, say that. Here's the thing is like if you were to just tell me a random team is being led by Andy Dalton, I probably would say like, you know, six-win team, seven-win team. But the, the fact that what the what's really weighing on me is what the Bears have already done with terrible quarterback play and the fact that they may be improving this offensive line – and maybe getting in a young quarterback. That's like the those three things kind of like push me closer to the, you know, 
well, not 500, like slightly above 500, slightly below 500 situation. I think that's where they're going to end up. (laughs) And I think really what I will define as a successful season as a Bears fan would simply be finding the solution to the quarterback issue. If the Bears go, even if the Bears go like four and 13, and, but like Kellen Mond steps in at the end of the season and like balls out or, or, or our new quarterback like steps in and looks like amazing. Uh, that's a success to me. That's a successful season. Yeah. I think your realistic answer is great. Yes. I think that that's probably the obvious kind of the smartly worded answer is saying figuring out the quarterback solution. I think the smart ass answer is saying that they lose as many games as possible. <laughs> I think that's uh-huh. honestly because I think we we all know this is not a Super Bowl team, but it, it's going to be real interesting this, to see play out. And the one thing that makes me fear for Andy Dalton is just because we saw how bad it was for Nick Foles last year. I'm not saying that <sighs> mm-hmm. they're apples and apples, but God, like that stretch of the season was just awful. Yeah, you know? and it's just like if we get caught in a rut like that again with Dalton, it's like this season is just gonna it's gonna turn upside. If up if we don't <laughs> draft the quarterback. Like I would definitely define a successful season as like getting a good draft pick, like in order to land like your quarterback of the future, because let's, let's be honest here. We're not going to accomplish anything until we have a half decent quarterback. We don't necessarily need to have like an amazing quarterback, but we need to have a respectable quarterback. And until that happens, like it's like, even if we made the playoffs last year, let's say we don't draft a quarterback and we make the playoffs, we're in the same damn situation as we are in this year. It's the same situation over and over again. It's like, you know, it's like Groundhog's it's, it's Day. The, the Bears don't need the next Tom Brady. I mean, it would be great. But they need, like, the best, the next, like, Ben Roethlisberger. Or even or Dak like Prescott. Ryan. Like a Dak Prescott. I, I, yeah, or like, yeah, like Matt Ryan. Like, they need, like an upper a clearly upper half quarterback that plays at an elite level for at least a few years Mm -hmm. maybe doesn't sustain it but you know plays and kind of flirts with being like a top five quarterback for at least a certain point in their career yeah no i i I definitely agree with that it's you need something you you just need you you need it's like you even honestly even if it's like a average quarterback like in like literally like league average quarterback which like I think would be better than anything that we've had in recent memory. I think, I mean, it would be doable. We would make the best out of it. Like I'm trying to think of like a quarterback in my head that like, even if it was like, a, I don't know. I want to say like Cam Newton when he was with the Panthers, but when you look back, he was actually viewed with like really high respect at that point. Um, yeah. You just need like, even if it's like a a better Kirk Cousins, you know, like a better version. Nah, don't like, say like, that, li- listen, listen, no. Kirk Kirk Cousins when he was with the Redskins, right? That that version of Yikes. Kirk Cousins. Listen, listen to you, man. Listen to you. you, bro. I am mentally traumatized by this team, bro. That Kirk, you know how much of an upgrade this team would be with Kirk Cousins on it. Sheesh, man. I'm not. I will be rolling in my grave if they am excited for Kirk Cousins. <laughs> you, you you tell me this right now. You think the Bears win more? Do you think the Bears win more games last season if they have Kirk Cousins as a quarterback? 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that's yeah. not that's not a bar, dude. It's I'm not tired a bar. Of being, you know, making the playoffs isn't the para- time to have a parade, man. I know they already made it last year, but say they even make it to the divisional round, like. <laughs> You know? we, like, we lost, we're talking about championships, we lost our bro. way like, into the on. playoffs and, <laughs> and bears fans are like Whoa! <laughs> literally lost our way into the playoffs <laughs> <But> <laughs> this is a joke man god damn god uh, we are so traumatized well, our like we we need to be better. Like we need to demand better, but at the same time, it's like it's hard to not see like certain quarterbacks. Okay, I have a great. Actually, I have a great quarterback who our bar needs to be. Derek Carr. Okay. Derek Carr needs Fair. to be this bar. I can. I'll live. With if that. we get a Derek Carr in this draft, I'm happy, man. I'm like happy. I'll live with that. And he's probably like a tw- get, get that Kirk Cousins nonsense out of here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be happy if we get a Kirk Cousins, but like I'm just saying, right now, Kirk Cousins is definitely like looking up. Like, like that's a better quarterback than what we have right now. And I hate Kirk Cousins. I'm not a Kirk Cousins fan. I'm not a Kirk Cousins <laughs> believer. I'm not. I'm not trying to die on the grave of Kirk Cousins right now. Like, I'm just saying that like. Kirk Cousins, if we want to look at our history, man, like he is, he is above us, you know, like, like we can be, we can make fun out of him because he plays on the Vikings, but like, man, we are so mentally traumatized right now. It's just, it, Derek Carr should be our bar. If we can get a Derek Carr level quarterback, which Derek Carr was taken in the second round, by the way, if we can get a Derek Carr level quarterback, I'm happy, man. I'm happy. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get that next Derek Carr. Man. <laughs> Maybe that's Kellen. I, I could see Kellen Mond having like. It, uh, it could be. It could be. Der- I'm liking the idea more. Dak more. Prescott, you know, Derek Carr. I don't think Kellen Mond will ever be like a Patrick Mahomes type of talent. Absolutely not. But like he can definitely become one of those quarterbacks that you're like. You understand why he fell. But at the same time, it's like. He's still a, a top ten quarterback, you know. Like, like he may not yeah, ever absolutely. reach into that upper echelon, but still, you know, good quarterback. But, oh man, yeah. and and on a high note, huh? And with some optimism. <laughs> oh, maybe we'll get someone that'll be somewhat decent. Maybe at least the next Derek Carr. Come on, yeah, <laughs> that's got to sign an enticing. At least the next Derek. Carr. I mean, you have to think that in 2018, oh. if we had Derek Carr on this team, we. We go oh. on a run, you know. Yeah, we're lifting the Vince Lombardi <laughs> baby, <laughs> right? Oh man, well, uh, thank you all for listening as always. Appreciate the support, the interaction on YouTube. Appreciate the reviews that we've been getting on Apple Podcasts. Make sure if you have a chance, go ahead and drop us a, a good review if you continually enjoy this podcast. Appreciate you know, all you guys that are joining this podcast, listening more. Uh, on the full-time side of things. And if you have not and uh, you listen to our YouTube regularly, I know some people like to listen to just the YouTube vids. Some people like to listen to the whole podcast. If you if you think the full podcast would be a little bit more of your flavor, go ahead and give it out a try. The link is always in the description. And always the little Manscaped plug. Mm-hmm. The Bare Necessities code is in the description. Just copy and paste it from there so you don't have any typos. And I'll get you 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped. 
And uh, other than that, Austin, unless you got some closing thoughts. Yeah, I just uh, I, I just want to say thank you guys again. Leaving us rating and reviews in the bottom of Apple Podcasts helps us tremendously. Make sure you are subscribed on Apple Podcasts as well. I also want to give a little quick apology. If you're, it, I, I want to let you know, you know, I've been talking in the past about how our podcast listeners are really the alphas of the group. The YouTube listeners are the betas of the group. Listen, if you came from YouTube you officially upgraded to that alpha status. You know, you, you, you're not a beta anymore. You should just be happy that you, you know, you've, you've grown, right? I mean, this is, this is the, this is where you get the full uncensored, unfiltered version of us. I feel like, you know, the YouTube content, while I love posting it, we don't get to, you don't get all the interpersonal aspects of it. It's probably not as funny. It's probably more analytical, but you, you get the real, you know, true flow of it. You get to listen to it on your car ride to work or whatever you may be. Um, also thank you so much for you guys have been killing it with the manscape stuff if you guys can keep you know hammering that that's going to help us out tremendously financially supports the podcast and we finally have been able to actually it, it's weird not like we're actually starting to make a little bit of money off this podcast and like now we're going to be able to hopefully really shortly be upgrading our equipment and like making this like way better than what it is currently because we don't have as much financial constraints with it so thank you guys so much uh, continuously for you know helping support us we appreciate all of our youtube and podcast listeners uh and also we uh this podcast is uh, a little bit over a year old now fully like a little bit over that yeah. so uh thank you guys uh, you know it's kind of our anniversary we're coming up on 70 episodes pretty soon so thank you guys so much and once again bear down bear down <laughs>